Hey there, it's Amy McDonald here, yoga business coach. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast, where we talk all things yoga nerdy and yoga business. If you are looking to grow your yoga beers this year, please check out my signature program that is enrolling now. Think of it as the teacher training for your yoga business, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga beers. Now on to today's podcast. So welcome to our action planning with Saraswati training. I'm super, super excited to have you all here and to be talking about this topic. Yesterday, I had the very good fortune to host an Abundant Yoga Teacher Immersion, which is a one-day training uh, in Melbourne, my home city. I got to pretend to be a hipster for a day. It was quite fun uh, and enough. Um, and uh, so a group of, of yoga teachers from, from Melbourne, we gathered to do um, a whole bunch of training and motivating and uh, sort of hacks on social media and talking about bigger picture and business systems and structures. And it was a really powerful day. And the thing that made it the most powerful at the end was I shared, uh, I shared my uh, practice of making sure that ideas get turned into actions, which get turned into time-bound, deliverable things that you go get done in your yoga business. And this is really what today is all about. Because I think, you know, in January or maybe even the last week of December, if you're anything like me, is very much a time where the focus is on, okay, what's next for me? How is this, this next year going to be different? What changes am I going to make? How am I going to um, achieve my goals, serve more people, generate greater prosperity? And we can be very inspired to to sort of set ambitious or audacious goals, which I love. And then um, things happen. You know, life is still busy. Maybe you've still got kids on, on holidays. Maybe like Sarah was saying, kids are starting back at school. Maybe you're going back to your other job. You're, you're in the hustle of simply getting your classes filled up for the beginning of the year. And we can get a little distracted from what were those audacious goals that we set at the start. I know a lot of people that I meet, and it happens time and time again when I do these immersions, people say, I've been listening to your podcast for, for, for a long time, Amy. I've got notebooks full of ideas and and I've just got to sit down and implement them. And as much as I love that and I love that people get value from the podcast, um, you know, listening to a podcast and getting ideas, um, I don't want to say it's not, it's worthless, but there is little value to it. If the, if the ideas don't actually go get implement implemented yesterday when we were at the immersion, I was saying it's like you can know, you can have a handout on how to do Surya Namaskar A, right? You can give your students a worksheet on here is my Chandra Namaskar. And that's great and they like it and they feel grateful because they have it and they take it home. But unless they actually roll out their sticky mat and do the practice, the handout actually has little value. And, and goals have little value if they become something that you do don't go make happen or worse. And I think as yogis, sometimes we can, this can happen for us. Not only do we not take the action on them, worse, we look back on our goals and beat ourselves up because of what we didn't get done. I don't know if if this is resonating for you, you. If you can be critical with yourself because of how little you did or how you've underperformed or how you've self-abandoned or let yourself down or set unrealistic goals again. If anything, 
like that speaks to you, type me something into the chat. Oh, look at it. Laura's here. Lauren's here. It's the gang. Bridget, hello. So good to see everybody here. So today I want to get real about taking action and getting more into reality about what is required for your yoga business. If you've been uh, watching me over the past week or so, I've been in Thailand teaching my retreat and this was the fifth retreat that I've taught and we took a slightly different approach this time. It was very much about getting results and doing work while we were away so that to build up that um, almost like the muscle memory of what it feels like to get shit done. And what I've been hearing from the people who are on that retreat is that momentum has carried forward since they got home. We set goals, we got clear on our intentions, and then every day we did something to, to get closer to those goals. As one of my mentors says, it's a very masculine encoded, but one of my mentors says, move the needle, right? Actually see that progress. You want to you know, you have a beginner student who's like, oh, I can't do yoga. I can't even touch my toes. Well, you can see that in Uttanasana over, you know, maybe a term of classes, maybe a lifetime of yoga. They get closer and closer to actually touching their toes and then their legs get straighter and straighter. And then one day, what do you know? They have Uttanasana. And that is, it is the, it is the ongoing practice that is required to reach the goal and implementing or taking action is the practice to reach the goal when it comes to growing your yoga business. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Laura says, yes, I set high goals, but I get disappointed when I don't get to them. And let's face it, like we don't need, um, we don't need more reasons to beat ourselves up and give ourselves a hard time. <laughs> like, you know, you just go look at enough Instagram of naked yoginis or yoginis in their underwear and leg warmers and you can feel like that already. So uh, I'm much more interested in setting, I love an audacious goal. Like if you've got a big goal, set it. But let's stay in reality about what it's actually going to take for you to see it made manifest. Again, yesterday at the Abundant Yoga Teacher in uh, Immersion in Melbourne, I asked everybody, how much did you make last year and how much did you, do you desire to make this year? And for a lot of people, it was, well, I made about 20,000 and I want to make 40 or, you know, I made, I made 15 and I'd like to get to 80 so I can quit my other job, these sorts of goals. And one woman said, well, last year I made $40,000 and I nearly killed myself. I had no social life. I was totally burnt out. My work-life balance was, you know, turned to crap. But this year I want to make a million bucks. And I love that. I mean, there's such high vibe in setting a target like that. But we've also got to stay in reality. If 40, 000, making $40,000 teaching yoga nearly killed you, maybe you don't want to make a million bucks. Maybe there's something in between. So there is something about audacious goals, but then tempering those with reality. Because while we are all available for miracles, right, we're in charge of our own lives. And so we need to make sure that the goals that we're setting are to use a corporate phrase, stretch goals. They're exciting to us. If they were meh, we wouldn't be motivated. But then they're not so far out of our reach that we're actually setting ourselves up for failure because, like Laura says, like who wants to feel disappointed when we're in charge of the target? Let's, let's set ourselves up for success. Hey, Laurie, who else is here that I haven't said hello to yet? So fun. Chioka says, all it takes to derail my grand New Year's plans is that first bump or disappointment. Yes. So today is about getting back in the game, getting clear on what you're going to do and then mapping it out and committing to it so that it gets 
done so that rather than feeling disappointed, you actually feel inspired and motivated. And who knows, maybe you recalibrate your goals and go for more, or maybe you take a rest because you've got there already, but you're not feeling disappointed or like, here we go again. I said I was going to do that last year and I still haven't. I'm a loser and all of that sort of negative self-talk. We don't need it. So uh, say hi if you haven't said hello yet, uh, especially if you're uh, new and I haven't, we haven't met each other before on one of these trainings. I love that, that there's some new faces here for, for me to get to know. Super fun. Hi, Laurie. Uh, if you haven't got the workbook and you would like it, uh, I've put the link in the chat so you can go get it there. And if you're listening to this on the replay, uh, on the podcast, check out the session notes for the link to the workbook. You don't need it. Some people like the workbook. It's pretty. It's a pretty workbook. Um, so there's that. Folks, just as before we launch formally into the training, I have one disclaimer. Uh, I've been on the road a bit, a little bit tired, got myself a little bit of a cold. So if I have to mute myself momentarily to cough, splutter or blow my nose, I apologise in advance. That's what's happening. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, walk the talk and all of those good things. Hey, Lauren, it's good to see you too. I'd love to know what's going on for you right now. Awesome. Okay, let's get going. Richard. Hello, Richard. Richard, here to represent more men in yoga, please, everybody. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So today we're talking about action planning and really starting to boil down the goals that you've set into what's actually required for you to go do. And the deity that I have chosen to guide us on this journey is Saraswati. Not normally my go-to lady, i got to say, um, but I think she's great for this time of year because she does represent two, the two or can seem to be opposing forces, but, what, which, are, but which are actually complementary, which is what we're all about in yoga, right? The, the, the rasa leela, the, the, the divine uh, play of complementary forces. What do you mean, Amy? Here's what I mean. She's a goddess of... Um, so she has those feminine encoded qualities. She is a representation of Shri, the divine feminine energy. If you're new to me, I'm not talking about gender. Gender is so boring. I'm talking about qualities, right? Everybody has masculine and feminine encoded qualities. And so as a goddess, she already brings that Shri energy to the party. But unlike some of the other goddesses, she also very much is in her power in the masculine encoded qualities because she represents knowledge she represents um the arts and um but you know things like poetry and music which has structure to it so that's creativity within structure and we need this in business growth because structure without creativity leads to burnout and creativity without structure leads to um, a, a lack of uh, outcome and progress. So we need both of these things together. Hence, Saraswati is such a great representation for action planning that is a blend of the masculine and feminine encoded strengths that you already have in order to set yourself up for success in a way that feels joyful and that is not going to lead you to burnout. Sound good? If this is sounding good to you, type me a something something in the chat. Okay, so with all of that, um, let's, let's, let's start this way. Come to sit well, whatever that looks like for you. So take your uh, 
meditation pose. Take a good seat, as my teacher would say. Close your eyes. And in this moment, let's intentionally create a sense of space. So we're a global community here. Whatever time of the day or night it is for you, what's already happened in your day or what's coming up, in this moment we can choose to be present and focused. And by bringing awareness to the natural breath, the spontaneous arising natural breath, sahaja pranayama, we can decide to, we can choose to not only be present in this moment, but also be available for new insights, to be available for clarity, to be available for ease and flow. We can choose to shed overwhelm, shed disappointment, release any sense of underperforming or obligation. And instead call in that glimmer of excitement and possibility. And the strength of purpose and dharma. Now, I want you to call to mind now your sankalpa, your intention for 2019. And maybe for you that is a series of goals or maybe there was just one overarching mantra that you set for yourself, but call, re, re, recall that. And if you haven't set one yet, now's your opportunity. But recall that. What did you commit to at the start of this year? Did you... Say to yourself, never again will I, or this year I will finally, or this is my year two. I'm going to really get there in this way this year. Call to mind or recall your yoga business sankalpa intention for 2019. And, yes, you can have more than one. And without judgment, just explore that. Explore your energetic response to that sankalpa. What's the feeling tone that comes up for you when you recall it or, or create it? How do you feel about it? Or, or what do you think about it? No judgment, not listening to any inner critic or conditioning, just curious. Check it in. Then let the prana of your eyes come forward and share with us, share with the group here. What does come, what, what is your intention? 
And when you recall it, or if you've just created it now, what is the feeling tone or the energy response that comes up for you when you do feel into that intention? Share it with me in the chat. You know, are you already feeling like you're letting yourself down? Or are you frustrated that you haven't got started yet? Or do you feel great? You know, are, are you really starting out on a great path and making changes already and starting to see the fruits. Laura says um, her son Culper is focus, peace and excitement. And it's very different from six months ago. I'm, I love that for you, Laura. I love that for you. We need to go out for tea again, tea and chia pudding or whatever I ate. <laughs> awesome. What about everybody else? How do you feel about the goals that you set for yourself at the start of this year, are you already well on your way or do you feel like you haven't quite got started yet? Oh, out of practice with having a cold. Keep typing them into the chat. And if you're just joining us and you don't have the workbook, you can just scroll up the top of the chat and I've posted the link in there if you want to get it for yourself. I know Chioka, before we got uh, started, Chioka was sharing with me that she's just uh, launched a brand new uh, project and was warmly received by the people who asked her for it. So, you know, there's, there's good news as well. And sometimes things don't go well. Some things go great. I was just on a call with a, a private client of mine and she's launched four new classes and she, we were celebrating that. We're also reflecting on how there's space for more people to come and how she can lean back into calling in new students. Bridget says, commitment to leave corporate following my dharma. I feel both excitement and self-doubt arise. Great. Thanks for sharing, Bridget. I, I totally, I, I remember being in that place for me. The self-doubt was about 90. The excitement was about 10%. <laughs> Let's see if we can get you more balanced than I had at the time. So he says, I value my investment in my future business plans and this makes me feel like a badass. Love that badass. Can't do that with the Aussie, the proper Aussie accent. A-R-S-E. Yeah, I don't think. I am a badass. Sounds as good. Badass. Nice one, Choker. Love. Okay, folks. So keep sharing those. I want to see them. What was the goal that you set for yourself? If you haven't got one yet, I want you to declare it. Type it into the chat. Make it real. You know, there is one thing to um, there is one thing to set a goal, but once you tell somebody else about it, then you're going to commit. One of my mentors talks about how he was going to make a radical change in his life, and he was nervous that he wasn't going to make it. So he told all of his neighbors that if he didn't achieve his goal, he would run around the block naked. Everybody in his neighborhood, so he says, was very supportive of him achieving his goal. There is something to be said for some external accountability. So, you know, what, what, use this environment, use this platform to declare what that goal is. Make it real by telling other people about it. Keep sharing in the chat as we go along. All right, so if we go over to the workbook, which I'm going to do right now, and like I said, um, you don't need to have the workbook. You can fill it out if you want to. I definitely would recommend if you're like, meh, workbook, definitely recommend that you have your journal at least because, again, it, the more we can ground this by things like sharing with each other and actively taking notes, the more you are uh, establishing yourself for success. If, if 
if this is simply an intellectual exercise, you're listening, you're kind of like, yeah, well, I'm ironing or whatever. That's good. What is better is if you're taking notes and what is even better is if you're engaging as you're taking notes. It is going to help you really assimilate what it is that we do here so that you have it in you and can go make it happen rather than just being another one of those free trainings that you signed up for at the start of the year. Good. It gets to be better. Jamie says, to become established in my community as a professional yoga therapist, a go-to resource for self-healing. I am so excited about your space. Yes, for that. Lauren says, no goal per se. Get a goal per se. But my intention for the year is to do all things from a place of grace and ease, my two words for the year. Beautiful, Lauren, love, and a great segue for us to get cracking on the workbook. So if we go to the first page, I want to know, like I really want to get the, like, the complementary forces here, um, the, the two sort of bookends that are going to contain your success. So the first question I have for you is how much money, how much money, talking about it, we're going straight to the root. How much money do you desire to call into your business in 2019? How much prosperity are you going to generate? Declare it, write it in the workbook, type it in the chat, tell your friends and family when you get off this call, but I want to know, I want you to know what is your financial target for 2019? And if that's triggering you already, excellent. If you get nothing else, this training, but that little trigger, great. Go journal on it, figure it out, play with it. Why are you feeling triggered about talking about money? That's another workshop. I'll do it for you if you want it. Like if you, if you let that be an angel messenger, if you feel triggered about declaring your number, meditate on it, feel into it, journal it out, get clear on what is the grunty, what is the energetic block for you and money. Because for me, Everybody in my community, all of you, everyone listening, everyone watching the replay, everyone right here with me live, you are offering beautiful things that heal and transform, right? Can we agree on that? Yoga is for good. And so the more of it you sell, i.e. the more prosperity you call into your business, the more good you are sharing with the world. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do things for free and you can't give pro bono places and you can't do scholarships and discounts. You can do all of those beautiful things. But what I want, to, what I want everybody to understand and agree on here today is that the prosperity that you generate in your business is one way to measure, one way to measure the depth of service that you are offering to the world by exchanging prana, money for services, prana exchange, and letting people experience yoga with you for their own benefit. Laura says she is working towards $4,000 a month coming in. Yes, I love that. Totally, Laura. Yes, definitely. Yes. Laurie says 100 grand plus for the year. Beautiful. Totally available to you. Laurie. Yes, yes, yes. Who else? Who is going to declare their money goal for the year? And if you don't want to share the number, you can just type into the chat a why for yes, I've got my goal. I'll take that. How much you calling in? What's the frequency that you're going to show up at in your business? And, and to be very clear, this is not about 
the yogi with the biggest number is the best or the yogi with the smallest number is the most humble and spiritual. The, ha- the number has to feel right to you. The, the woman that I was talking about yesterday that came to my immersion in Melbourne, a million bucks, exciting, but actually energetic disconnect. Well, what's the reality of that actually happening unless she like wins the lotto or gets an inheritance? which I like, you know, if that happened to her, I would be doing cartwheels in my lounge room for sure. Just one cartwheel. I have a small lounge room. But it's unlikely to happen, right? And and it would be much better, if, like I said, she made 40 grand last year and, 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 and in her own words abandoned her work-life balance. Much better to do like 40 again and have a great year <laughs> full of social interactions and fun and family and friend time and wellness and all of those good things. So what's the number that makes sense for you, not for anybody else, but just for you and where you're at. This is one of the ways that we're going to quantify. This is the way that we are going to quantify the magnitude of your business in 2019. Got it. Got it. I want to see some more numbers before we move on. What is it for you? How much you, Sarah, I want to see what you're doing. Turka, what's your number? Because I think it might go up. It might need to go up, might need to stretch it a little bit because you keep doing these wonderful things and have people saying yes to the Paris Prestige package. I want to know. What's your number? Mel's here. Who else haven't I said hello to yet? Susan. So good. So good to see you all here, everybody. All right, people are going to be a little bit tetchy with me about the numbers. I um, don't skip this step folks like don't skip it I know it's like doing the first pose in your yoga classes handstand I know it's intense but trust me uh, it's setting us up for the rest of our journey okay let's move on then oh hang on sorry I apologize yoga says I think I can do 25,000 euro from yoga only which is what I made this year from a couple of sources I want to aim for 30,000 yes love that Big difference, right, Tioka? A big energetic difference from struggling writer and yoga teacher wannabe to creating bespoke yoga packages from people flying internationally to take your yoga. Love it. I'm just, I'm so honest. I know I say this all the time on Instagram. (laughs) I'm so blessed that you're all here doing this work. I mean, man, I have the best job in the world. I'm so excited for all of you. Yes, yes. Okay, let's move on to the second part of the workbook, which is about the qualitative goal, right? So there are different ways of measuring things, things that you can actually measure with like clear like numbers. And then there are things that you can measure without numbers. How do you feel? What does it, how do you experience that? What's the sense of change? So that's a qualitative target. So my question for you here is, what are the four or five qualities that you wish to either call in, foster, or, or, or uh, grow, enhance in your business in 2019? So this is really powerful because it starts to set the conditions under which you will make the money. So, for example, if Choker wants to make 30,000 euro in 2019, she could go do it by... Uh, by taking all the teaching gigs she could get, settling for whatever she gets offered, teaching things that aren't quite what she's about, but at least they pay, 
um, riding her bicycle all over Paris to, to make money, right? Or, and I suspect those qualities that would be required, like exhaustion, fatigue, overwhelm, boredom, those sorts of qualities, probably not how she actually desires to generate the 30,000 euro. So these four or five qualities, it's very important that you get clear on them and you write them down so that as your business progresses over the year, you have the financial target, but only on the condition that anything that is moving you towards that financial target happens under the conditions of these four or five qualities. So what are they for you? So for example, mine are fun, play, spaciousness, I want time, baby, uh, generosity. One of my, one of my non-negotiable qualities for 2019 is to give away heaps of stuff. Generous, give, give, give free stuff all the time, as much as you can handle. I'm so excited about giving stuff away. So I've got to feel generous about things. Um, and what was my generosity oh, and leadership? Leadership is one for me. So it, Everything that I'm doing in my business in 2019 has to evoke or, uh, or, or uh, enhance the feeling of leadership. I want to be the leader in my business. So I don't want to have that, you know, that sort of um, energy of being, thank you, thank you, settling for crumbs. I don't want to be uh, scattered and all over the place and just as long as I can hustle it together and get my notes scratched up and I can go, and, oh, no, I want to be in control. I want to be the leader of me and show up in my business prepared and grounded and from that place. So what are the four or five qualities for you that are going to form the conditions under which and only under which you will generate this sum in 2019? Because without these two Without these two, the quantifiable and the, quali the quantitative and the qualitative uh, principles mapped out for you in the year, you are susceptible to lose your way. And we could go take a whole bunch of actions, but are they actually going to get us closer to what we want? Are we getting any closer or further away from the financial target? And are we conducting it ourselves in the way that we actively choose to rather than being reactive about the conditions that we're creating for ourselves in life? I'd love to hear from you in the chat. What are those four or five qualities for you? And some people have already set them. Um, let me see. So Laura said before, peace and excitement, focus, peace and excitement are some of the qualities that she is calling into her business, that she's going to make her 4K a month and only by feeling focused, peaceful and excited, a part of the framework that she's setting for herself part of the conditions she's requiring of her life in order to foster in order to call in that level of prosperity uh, let's see lauren is going for grace and ease yes love jamie is going for joy integrity depth i love that one for you yeah and self-care yes 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 so can you see how this starts to, can you see it? Does it make sense how these two things work together? Um, because I think sometimes we can, we can pendulum swing 
And, and often, you know, I talk to yoga teachers who will pendulum swing on these across the span of a year, across the span of a month. I start the month. I'm like flat out. I'm going to make my $4,000 teaching yoga this month. I'm going for it. I'm taking all the subs I can get. I'm, I'm going to host two workshops this month at the last minute. I'm going to call in five new one-to-one clients. I'm going to pack my schedule. I'm going to make my money. And then halfway through the month, you're knackered. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to have ease. I'm going to have space. I'm going to have self-care. I'm cancelling all of those workshops. I'm telling that private client I'm unavailable for the next two weeks and I'm not doing any more subs. So you're back into like no financial target. And I lovingly invite us here today to commit to both at once. (laughs) You know, not the... You know, we talk about spanda in yoga, right? Like the pulsation between forces. There is a time for that, you know, like breathing, for example. It's always good to move between the inhalation and the exhalation. Uh, But here, actually, I'm interested more in the blend, in the confluence of the two, rather than I am all out at the numbers or I'm all out at how I'm feeling about it. Let's have both at the same time. Bridget says, authenticity, joyfulness, balance, stability, and confidence. Yes. Sarah says, abundance, self-care, community, support, and passion. Yes. Oh. Laurie says, inspired, fun, fearless. Uh, love that. Confident abundance. Uh, yeah, Laurie says, I love everyone's work. Me too, Laurie. Aren't they great? And so, folks, you know, one thing here that works for me is get these written down and make them visible for you. Um, you know, get on Word Swag and make yourself a screen, a phone screen that's got your number and the words, or put it on a post-it note on your computer monitor, or stick it on your refrigerator, or write it on your sticky mat for your home practice, wherever you're going to see it regularly, so that you start seeing these things together. It's a hundred grand with abundance, self-care, community, support, and passion. Or Laura says, mine go on my mirror. Yes. Or it's $80,000 with inspired fun, fearless, confident, and abundance. Oh, look at this, Laura, recruiting, yes. Laura says, Zach now has asked for the whiteboard marker to add his as well. That's pretty cool. I want to see the rabbit on there as well, but, you know, the whole family with their goals on the mirror, fantastic, yes. So, so that we actually start to assimilate these two. It's like I was talking about with masculine and feminine encoded qualities. You bring them both together, you have mastery. You bring together your financial target and your non-negotiable energetic qualities. You bring those together. You have a joyful business and thinking about or feeling into manifesting those simultaneously will keep you motivated. It will keep you committed. It will keep you celebrating your success and picking yourself up, dusting yourself off and moving forward when you, when you feel like you've taken a back step, you know, like the, the classic Bakasana, you teach a beginner Bakasana, they face plan. You just go, whoops, <laughs> we'll put a blanket there next time and go again. Yes, love, awesome folks. But really, like Laura's got hers on the mirror, put them in the workbook, type them into the chat and get them somewhere else. If you have a daily, um, uh, like I have a, a morning pages practice, journaling practice, write them at the top of the journal every morning. Remind yourself if you have uh, uh, you know, a seated practice, some kind of meditation, contemplation practice, bring them in, have them be part of that, incorporate the repetition of those into your mantra work. If you have an altar, 
put them in a beautiful frame on written down in a, I don't know, gold pen or something. So they're there and you're always reflecting on them and using them as your touchstones because the both get to happen at the same time. Excellent. Let's move on. I'll tickle my sneaky nose again. All right. So like I said, we're going to be talking about um, Saraswati and some of the images that I think she so beautifully conveys as reminders to us about moving forward, taking action in your yoga business. So the first um, portion of Saraswati that I want us to talk about is the, the, the water vessel that she holds. And so, and there's a lot of, uh, oh gosh, maybe it's hay fever. There's a lot of water themes with Saraswati, right? Obviously the Saraswati river, the river named after her, the, the mythical, or maybe not, depends on who you ask, river in India, the Holy River. Um, the, the, she's often seen in or around water. Her name, um, the roots of her name are associated with ponds and pools of water. And she has a vessel, uh, the Kamandala, a, a vessel that holds water. And, and this is, um, it, it's about um, the, the water vessel, it represents purity um, and it represents the containment of purity, like holding something very precious in a beautiful container, right? And, it, and, and something very precious um, that has uh, the qualities of um, truthfulness, of what is real, of what is genuine and true and pure for us. And so the way that I like to bring this uh, metaphor into our business is to think about what are the containers that you have created in your business and how are you going to fill those only with things that are pure and true for you? What are you talking about, Amy? <laughs> Good question. Here's what I'm talking about. Um, how do I want to? To be focused. You need to be focused. We can agree that you need to be focused to achieve your goals, right? In order to be focused, you have to have, um, in order to be focused, you have to have a sense of what you're doing in your business, right? What are you about? What are you offering? And to stay true to your quantitative and your qualitative intention for the year, you need to have containment. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not celebrating or that you're playing small or that you're being boring, but it does mean, like Saraswati's beautiful vessel, that you have these um, it's almost like holy containers that are full of your offerings. So the question here is, what are your offerings? What are the containers into which you're going to create your prosperity? And what I mean specifically is what are the things that you're offering in your yoga business? So maybe for you, it's like uh, 60 minute classes is one of your vessels. Maybe one-to-one private yoga packages is one of your vessels. Maybe a 200 hour teacher training is one of your vessels. Maybe a weekend retreat is one of your vessels. What are the containers that you are creating for your business the Kamandala that you are creating for your business in 2019. Type them into the chat. The discrete offerings that you have rather than, because think about it, you have, maybe you have four, maybe you have 
eight different beautiful golden vessels that are the offerings that you have in your business. Beautiful, clear, you can fill them up with your truth and your purity because they're what you really love to do. That's what we're shooting for as opposed to I'll do anything and I'll make it up as I go along because I just got to like do as much as I can to make my target. Or if I don't say yes to everything, then I might miss out and not make enough. Or someone might think I'm a bad person, or I'm just going to try a whole heap of shit and hope that it works. And I'm going to be all over the place. And I'm not actually going to take time to think about, is that really true for me? Do I really want to teach yoga lattes? Do I really want to teach, I don't know, like goat yoga? Maybe that's actually not for me. I don't want that energy. What I want is clarity around your kamandala, clarity around your offerings and your golden vessels. Yes, I teach beautiful yoga lattes and that is in that container. And then once a month I do goat yoga. (laughs) That is in that container or whatever it is for you. But discretion, commit to doing your things beautifully, purity, truthfulness, containment, so that you know what you're going to offer and you can fill it up rather than I'm going to do everything and just hustle my ass off to get as many people as I can and hope, hope, hope that it's going to work and then kind of feel disappointed when it's not, but not even take a minute to think about it because I'm just going to go make something else because shit, I need to pay my bills. No more of that. Welcome to Saraswati and your business beautiful containers that you get to fill and you know exactly what they are. You know exactly how much is going to fit in. You know exactly where to go to find the purity and the truth to pour into it. And you feel so complete and you have that sense of fullness at the end because you did what you said you were going to do. Laura says three full classes per week, one container, one workshop per month which alternates between yoga and essential oils. Lovely. That's another, I would say do a yoga workshop container and do an essential oil container for you, Laura, because they're going to have slightly different desired outcomes, targets, numbers, that sort of thing. One private yoga package a month. Yes. Four one-to-one essential oil appointments per month. And then daily tasks for essential oils four days a week. Okay, great. So when I'm talking about your containers, I'm talking about what are the things, essentially, what are the things that you're going to sell? Beautiful collection. What have we got, Laura? One, two, three, four, five containers for you, for your yoga business in 2019. Clarity. Clarity. Do those things. Your business is beautiful. Do those things. You reach your financial goal with the qualities that you set out earlier, as opposed to, I'll do whatever the hell I need to do to get what I want. That leads to burnout. We don't like that. And Laura, beautifully, Laura says here, yes, I've already been saying no to other things. Yes. Now, just on that, again, Jerica and I were chatting. She was catching me up just before we started the training. And she was talking about how she was approached by someone as, um, as one of my clients, Greg likes to call it, a random. She was approached by a random who said, hey, could you do this thing for me? And it wasn't at that time one of the containers that she was offering in her business. And it was a beautiful opportunity and she priced it accordingly and she put it back to the, to the potential student who said, yes, please, and they're going to be working together. The containers that you set out now, you can bring in more over the course of the year. I had a, um, 
uh, an intensive, a one-to-one -one intensive with a Kundalini yoga teacher from Europe the other day. And, and when, I, when people have intensives with me, one of the questions I ask them beforehand is on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to, to achieving your goals? And this yogini, she wrote eight out of 10. And I got to say, when people write anything less than 10, I'm like, I don't feel as excited now. If you're not a 10 out of 10, I don't feel like a 10 out of 10. Are we going to have a whole lot of fun together? You know, most people say 10 or some people say 11 or I've had one person say 100 out of 10. So I asked her about it. What, what, why only 8 out of 10? If this is really what you're meant for and you really want to serve in this way, why are you only 8 out of 10 committed? And she said, well, I've only taken 8 of the 10 because I'm leaving the other two up to the divine. I'm paraphrasing, but this is her sentiment. I don't know what else is coming from me yet, so I want to leave some space for things that I can't even imagine. Now that's exciting. And back to the Kamandala teaching and Tioka's example of the Paris Prestige package, you, there can be more beautiful things that are going to be put to you that you can't even conceive of yet. I, I've, I'm working on a project like that right now and I'm so excited about it. Never saw it coming. It's a beautiful new vessel that's coming into my business in 2019. So just because you're setting them out now doesn't mean that you can't add more. But like Laura so beautifully shared, um, if it's not a beautiful opportunity, it's also going to make it much easier for you to say, no, thank you, I'm complete. I've already established my containers for my business for the year and I'm really focusing on filling those up in a way that feels pure and truthful for me. So this lets you be, you can call in more, but you can also say no and you can feel empowered in your choice in either direction. Great. Love it. Anyone else want to share their commandola for uh, 2019? I would really like to know if people have something that you've never done before. If you've got like a new thing on the go. Some of my, uh, some of my, uh, uh, my clients are, are really like working on really exciting brand new ideas, e-courses and uh, new mentorship programs. Super, super exciting. Maybe you're doing a retreat for the first time. You know, is there, is there a mandala that you, you have had for a while? You know how to do them, your classes, you've been rocking that for a while now. But is there something that's new and shiny that you're bringing in that you're really excited about? Laurie says, slow flow and gentle yoga, five classes uh, with celebration, parks and rec, one corporate gig a week, one monthly beginner workshop. Love that, Laurie. Great business choice. A 21-day wellness package. Ooh, it's exciting. One or two retreats. And I'd love to teach online. So maybe, Laurie, there's like a container there that you can put some energy into, but it's still formulating about exactly what it looks like in terms of an offering for your online teaching. Yeah, super cool. Nice one. You guys are great. All right, let's move on. So there are your containers. So if we're looking at more of like a old school um, business, more boring kind of business planning session, this would be what are your KPIs? What are your deliverables? I'm more interested in talking about divine pots of, you know, golden pots, but that's what we're talking about. If you're looking to translate, Bridget's got three weekly classes, yoga nidra workshops, two day retreat and a one week, one weekend wilderness retreat, which I want to book into. I need me some weekend wilderness retreating, Bridget. Love. Yes. Okay. So now we know how much money you're calling in. We know the essential mandatory qualities with which and by which you're calling in those funds. And we also know 
how you're going to generate that money because of the deliverables or the commandola, the, the, the containers, the water vessels that you've set up. So we've pretty much got the map for the business. Tampa, Florida. Okay, when? I'm going to be in Florida this year. I'm committed to it. When? <laughs> Can I come? Will there be alligators? Don't you hate it when people say cliche things about your house? People say things like that to me all the time about kangaroos, but actually I have a lot of kangaroos in my garden. I don't know, maybe you have sinkholes and alligators in your garden, Bridget. <laughs> no gators, she says, April 12 to 14. Bummer. Next year. All right, let's move on. You guys are so fun. So we've got the year, uh, we've got the year mapped out already. And truly, for for me, uh, my business, I travel globally a fair bit in a year. I make multiple six figures. I've got clients all over. Um, I've got a, you know three people who work in my team, little little staff. Um, this is as sophisticated as my business planning gets. Like really, that's it. What do I want to make? How do I want to feel? And what are the things I'm going to offer? That's my business plan. So I lovingly suggest that if it's working for me, we can totally work for you as well. That's as, that's as brainy as it needs to be. What I do really value though is bringing it down to an even more specific level. And for me, that looks like chunking it down to three month boxes. So 90 day windows for me. And um, I'd like to be available for divine intervention. I like to be available for business shakti part, things that I can't even imagine yet. So I can kind of map myself out 90 days in advance and it's sort of a rolling 90 days. That's about as much detail as I feel good about because who knows what else is coming? You know, Mr. or Ms. Wright might still sweep me off my feet and take me away to their mansion in the rainforest. Might still happen, right? I love my business, but heck, if I find myself a sugar someone, I might not say no. You don't know what's going to happen into the future, but 90 days, that's a size that I can kind of get my head around. So the next part then is to look at, uh, and again, coming back to our teacher, Saraswati for today, is, is Saraswati's instrument, the Veena. So the Veena, you know, it looks like a sitar. I'm not into, if any, if we have like a, a musical instrument expert here, t- tell me, help me out, help a sister out. What's the difference between a Veena, a Veena and a sitar? I don't know. One just makes me think of Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. And George Harrison, love. Any other Beatles freaks in the house? Yes. Thank God they met, right? Thank God Ravi Shankar and George met. Where would we be? Oh, the sitar. Hmm. <laughs> I digress. Hell yes, says Lauren Bells. Right? Have you watched that YouTube video of like thousands of people playing the sitar with Ravi Shankar? Amazing. Amazing. All right. Yoga nerd much. <laughs> That's why you're here, folks. Let's, let's, let's come back to the topic at hand. Let's rein Amy's yoga nerd in. <laughs> Try. So the vena is, it's a musical instrument. Obviously, it's, um, you know, playing music is a creative endeavour and it's joyful and it's evocative and, um, and, and, and it is the feminine encoded in that sense of creativity. And it is about rhythm and it is about timing and it is about structure. You know, it would be discordant to just do what me playing a sitar would be a disaster. Lots of creativity, no structure, no rhythm, no like 
you know, no actual music being played, just a whole lot of sound being made, right? So we need to bring these two things together. You need to have some knowledge. The vena expresses, it demonstrates creativity and, and beauty and it's evocative of emotion within the framework of knowledge and discipline. You need to practice to learn how to do that. You need to go get yourself a teacher or whatever. You need to train yourself in how to do that. You need to know certain things. You need to commit to um, uh, rhythm and pacing and, and uh, you know, tonality. And um, you can't just like have at it like I would and be thrown out of Sri Sri's ashram. And so Saraswati's Veena here, um, it's about blending together both the creative, the creativity, but also the structure, the timing, the rhythm and the pacing of something. So the next question for us in chunking down, we've got the big picture clear, not just the goals, but the big picture clear. Let's bring it down to 90 days. And in the workbook, in the chat, in your journal, definitely get it down. I want to know. Over the next 90 days, what is it that you're going to deliver in your yoga business to call in abundance? So you've already said over the year, I'm going to do three of these and four of these and two of those and whatever. What does that look like exactly in the next 90 days? What are you going to offer in your business in the next 90 days? And in the workbook, you've got a whole page for this because here's what I want you to do. Not just, okay, in the next 90 days, I'm going to do my Wednesday night restorative and my Sunday morning power yoga and I'm going to do two candlelit yins on a Friday night and I've got my weekend workshop. That's great. What I also want to know is how many people are coming to each of those things because you're going to go manifest this, not how many people do you hope you're going to get there, how many people are you calling in, how many people are you available to receive in this container, how much are they going to invest, what is the price and then what is the overall uh number what is the what is the profit that you would generate what is the prosperity that you will welcome in as a result of offering this thing at this time to this many people for this price specific rhythm detail timing get it down trust me if you're just sitting there listening like yeah she's kind of interesting i didn't know that you know george harrison learned the sitter from Ravi Shankar. that's great i'm glad that this is mildly entertaining but i tell you what you want this to be powerful I'm going to talk, but you get to take the action. Get this down in detail. What, when, how much, how many, and what's the total profit? Let's bring this vena into your business. Beauty, creativity, and timing, rhythm, knowledge, structure. <laughs> Laurie says, Amy, this is so great. I'm so happy I could pop in, but unfortunately I have to head to another meeting. I'd rather stay here. We would rather you stay here too, Laurie, of course. Thanks for all that you do. Thanks for being here, gorgeous. You're so welcome. Um, and we'll hit you up with a replay. We got you. Keep going, Laurie. If you're going to watch the replay, keep moving through the things. I promise you, it's like, it's like yoga asana. Like I said at the start, you could have light on yoga on your bedside table but unless you haul that puppy out and look at the back to the sequences that Mr. Ayanga put together and get on your sticky mat and do them, what's the purpose of the book? Yes. Okay, I want to hear some Vena reports. How are people finding this? Useful? Getting your clarity? 
Lauren's going, good night. <laughs> we'll finish up on the replay. Yes, you must, my dear. And send me an e email me an update. What's going on for you? I don't know. So, you know, if, if, you, if you sort of have a vague sense of what you're going to do over the next three months, this is the opportunity to really ground truth it. This is like taking Tadasana in your business, coming to steadiness, coming to clarity and preparing to go do something. You know, when you, I don't know, if you teach like Saranamaskar, for example, you start in Tadasana and if you're anything like me, when you teach that, you actually spend a bit of time, like you'll give a few cues, not just like stand, okay, inhale. Like actually the standing is important part of the, you know, you don't go to Urvahastas, you take Tadasana first. Why? Because you're coming to clarity and you're like, okay, from here I can move. From this point, from my foundation, I know what's coming. From this place, I'm in my most powerful and my most prepared. And that's what this question is about. What are the, rather than, I think I've got a sense of what I'm going to do. Mm, let's get the crumber of it mapped out. What the system, the, the progression of it mapped out. What are the elements? What are the commandala that you're delivering in the next 90 days? How many people are you calling in? Unapologetically, because it's your dharma to serve this many people in this way. How much are they investing in themselves in accepting your offer? I.e., what does that shit cost? And what does the profit look like for you? So if you're taking 10 people to Tuscany and they're paying 1,500 euro to go, but you're paying 1,000 euro to have them there, then the profit is, the, profit is the, you know, the 500 euro left over at the end. How much money are you going to generate as a result of offering these things that it's going to track to whatever that quantitative goal was that we talked at at the beginning, the money that you're bringing in, the level of arca of wealth prosperity that you're bringing in in 2019 anyone stuck on anything that i've shared so far just hit me up with the question i want to leave you behind this this is like this is where the what's that phrase this is where the rubber hits the road that's a yoga version of that I don't know, this is where the chariot hits the battlefield. Would that be a Bhagavad Gita reference? <laughs> this is where the monkey hits the mountain. There you go. There's a Ramayana <laughs> option. <laughs> got it, got it. Laura says... Yoga, 10 yoga classes per month, $150 comes in each class, 10 per class at an average of 15, three per week but with conferences and public holiday. Da, da, da. Yes, love this. 10 people for a $40 workshop, yes. One private package per month at $250, yes, which is going to total $750. Great. Yes, perfect, Laura. And thank you for being a great teacher here because then, of course, what happens next now you have that, right? Folks, this is super important. This is the bit that really is going to make the difference. With, if you've shown up for what we've covered so far, you need this bit. Now that you have the vena of your business for the next 90 days, so Laura knows that she has 10 yoga classes a month and that each class generates her $150 and that she has... Uh, 
she has 10 people coming for a $40 workshop and she has one private package a month at $250. She can actually map that out and then she can start to work it backwards in terms of how is she going to be promoting this to people? What is required of her to establish these offerings? What planning does she need to do? What logistics does she need to do? What marketing and promotions does she need to do? What um, preliminary offers does she need to have in order to fill up subsequent offers? Um, so for, and, and this is where I lovingly invite all of you to become more masterful and, and to be honest, more yogic in more savic in your yoga business. What are you talking about, Amy? This is what I'm talking about. You fill out that section, number five in the workbook, and, and so you can go put those dates into your calendar. If you've followed me for any period of time, if you've been my client or if you've graduated from growing your yoga biz, you know that I'm a fiend for an electronic calendar. It is the structure to keep your creativity going in the right direction, like Shakti focused equals joy. Shakti unfocused equals chaos. Your Google Calendar gets to be that. Your Google, here's, here's the analogy. Your Google Calendar is to your creativity what prone Shiva is to Kali's Tandava, right? You know, Kali, think of Kali dancing. She's got the heads, she's got the tongue out, there's blood everywhere. That's, uh, that's Shakti out of control. Good for a little while but then kind of may break the universe. Shiva, masculine encoded, goes, hey, baby, here. And she pauses and she goes, yep, I want me some of that. And containment comes back to the Shakti. Your Google Calendar gets to be the containment for your creative drive, for your passion, for your enthusiasm, for your focus. So going back to Laura's example, she knows the dates that she's going to deliver these things. She can go put, plug those into her calendar. Excellent. Now she knows, okay, for example, she has her first, uh, let's see, Laura, she has her first workshop, $40 workshop, 10 people coming. And the date is scheduled for, I don't know, a month's time. Okay. She can, that's in the calendar. So now she can say, well, if I have a month, if I have four weeks until that happens, I know that I need to send out to my mailing list one newsletter a week for the next four weeks. So every Monday in my calendar, I'm going to give myself 45 minutes to write and send a newsletter. Great. It's in the calendar. It's got some time allocated to it. All I need to know on a Monday is to open my life recipe book, AKA my calendar, Go do what it tells me. I'm going to get the yoga business cake at the end. And then she knows, well, probably I want some new people coming along. So if I've got four weeks to go this week, I'm going to go start a Facebook ad because I know it's going to take about a week to optimize. And then there's three weeks where people can be looking at my ad and signing up to my workshop. Great. Put that in the calendar. Maybe in two weeks, put in the calendar, check my Facebook ad, make sure that it's working. Great. And then maybe she also thinks, huh, you know, I also want to, um, I'm also, I'm also going to start talking about that more on, on Instagram. I'm going to do lives about it, inviting people to come along and, and sharing some content about what the workshop is going to be about. And you know what? I'm going to do that like three nights a week. Um, and a time that works for me is five o'clock. So she can put that in her calendar too. Five o'clock, three nights a week, 
20 minute mini training that is inviting people to come to her workshop. No drama, no overwhelm, no freaking out, no last minute, holy crap, I didn't talk to enough people. No, you know, just moderated, subtle, guided, clear creativity. Does this make sense, everybody? You getting this? Like, this is, it's not rocket science, but it is going to, it will change your life. <laughs> If you do this, and for everybody who's like, oh, you know, that Google Calm thing feels like a straitjacket, I'm too organic, I'm, I'm too in my goddess, I'm too like flowing to, to, to I don't want to peg myself down. I love you. And you get to move stuff around in your calendar. Like, you know, um, I did it this morning. I, today I had a client at 8 o'clock. I'm hanging out with all of you guys at 9 o'clock. At 12, I got to go get on the bus to go to the airport to fly to Perth. And this morning, I was going to get up really early and I was going to do a whole bunch of stuff. Seven, between seven and eight o'clock, I was going to smash it. But actually, I woke up a little later and I'm a bit snuffly and I thought, what's going to be better for me? Actually, what's going to be better for me is, is having a bit of a lie-in and doing a bit of journaling with a cup of tea. And then I'm going to have a bit more energy so that when I come teach all you guys, I'm going to bring it. And so all those things that I was going to do at seven o'clock, I just slid them all down. And once I get to my Airbnb tonight, I can actually go and get into bed and I'm going to do those things then from my bed because, you know, I still have to do them. I still know how much time they're going to take. I'm not feeling locked in. I've made an adjustment because of the conditions I've set for myself in order to be successful in business. They don't look like burnout. They don't look like pushing through. They don't look like... Um, you know, intentionally compromising my health and well-being. So I haven't given up on them, nor have I forced myself to go do something that wasn't right. None of them have to be done. Um, none of them had to be done by 8 a.m. this morning. They need to get done today, but they can get done from my bed at 6 o'clock tonight with maybe a little bit of Netflix in another browser window, maybe. I'm just saying. Right. So if you can start to break things down into smaller little pieces, they become much more doable. And if you can start to uh, pepper those pieces across your timeline, that looks like just dropping them into your calendar, you won't get into overwhelm. You won't get into, holy crap, I don't know what to do next. You won't get a week before the workshop and go, fudge, I totally forgot about this. I haven't done anything because I don't know what, like what? We had three Japanese exchange students and I've just been trying to learn how to make sushi a week. Now I've got no one coming to the workshop. No, you just have it all written down. So you know, and it's so easy, folks. If this is, if you're feeling like, man, that is too organized, that is too much structure, I promise you, it's this, it's your phone. And you just, every time you have an idea, something needs done, you just open your calendar, press the plus button and say, I don't know, pick up my parcel at the post office, post. And then you don't, I'm not going to forget it. You don't have these everywhere with everything written on them and you're losing them and you're just actually, I don't know, this used to be me. When I lived with these, this is a post-it, you know, when I lived with these, you know what I actually spent a lot of time doing? Getting one of these that was full of stuff, tearing it off to a new one and then transferring, writing like, you know, this one that said Thursday with all this stuff written on it, making a new one that said Friday at the top and just writing all the stuff on the new post-it. Never actually ticked anything off. Made me feel crap. But I tell you what, oh man, do I love hitting the bin button on my calendar. Crushed it. Next, because I've got time for it. I don't feel squashed. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like I'm letting myself down because tonight at six o'clock, I've got four things to do. It's going to take me an hour in total. 
I'm going to be watching a bit of telly while I'm doing it. If you get an email from me at six o'clock tonight, I may be in my gym jams because that's important to me. Doing business in a way that feels good is important to me. So there you have it, folks. That, um, that, that is, that's the most important part of, of taking what is your goal and breaking it down into what are the actual action steps. Plug them into your calendar. Like I said, this will change your life. And then when the time comes, you just do the thing. Yesterday at the Melbourne Abundant Yoga Teacher Immersion, one of the women said, oh, I do that, I use my calendar, but I ignore all of the notifications. Now, you know, again, that's like having light on yoga on your bedside table and never rolling out your sticky mat. I bought myself a really nice Zazen. It's in the cupboard, you know? Like, don't do that. Put it in your calendar or when you're, you know, have a nice chime or fairy dust sprinkle or whatever sound makes you feel good, whatever matches your bath, have that. Or when you get the ping, do the thing. Oh, tweet that someone. Okay. Uh, Laura says, yes, and great timing is I have my second for the year on Sunday and I'm actually organized enough to do the work tonight and Saturday to launch sales for the March workshop at the end of the February workshop. My heart is exploding Hanuman style, Laura, with excitement for you and all that you've achieved in your business. Love it. Right. One more section in the workbook, folks. Reality check. So I've given you my process on how I truly believe that you can go make it happen in 2019 so that you look back and go, yeah, I did that. And I made that money because I was in deep service and I felt like that most of the time. I feel great about it. Let's talk about, let's talk about the swan. <laughs> so, you know, in yoga, I don't know why this is, but uh, in, in yoga mythology, all of the gods and goddesses, they have like a vehicle they get around on that's normally some kind of a creature. Like um, Shiva has a cow and Ganesha has a mouse and Saraswati, Durga has a tiger and Saraswati has a swan. She's a classy lady. Who wouldn't want to get driven around on a swan car? Nice. Uh, so she's a swan. Hamsa, Hamsa uh, is her swan. And the symbol of the swan uh, is about discernment. And the, so the saying goes that a swan can separate with its does it have a beak or a bill? I think it has a beak. The swan can separate with its beak oil and water, oil and water. What that means is it can discern between purity and impurity. It can discern between yes and no. It can discern between right and wrong. It can, it can, it can discern between polarizing forces. It can, which leads to liberation, right? And this is code for boundaries. <laughs> Uh, we couldn't have an Amy training without a little bit of a conversation about boundaries. So the final portion, we've let's just recap. We've figured out where, where you're going for the year. We've taken a 90-day succinct look at it and then we've tracked it to um, exactly what needs to happen when in a time-bound fashion. That's called action stepping. Now, knowing what you know about yourself, Let's apply a little bit of that swan beak energy to stay discerning in the process. So this is a chance for you to do some truth bombing on yourself and then come up like with some preemptive solutions. 
So this all sounds really good in theory, right? But if you think about what are your natural tendencies or what are some lingering negative behaviours that you're working on or, or what, what is, where have you come and done in the past, look at everything that you've just mapped out for yourself and it's going to take you a little bit longer, right? So don't feel like you have to have 90 days exactly all mapped out backwards in your calendar. Go do that later. Do it, but, you know, you, you have more time. Now, but th- in thinking about the... The, the whole of that, knowing what you know about yourself, where can you consciously and proactively bring in more discernment so that you don't get yourself into a hot mess? So this can show up like um, I often hear uh, yoga teachers tell me, oh, it was the school holidays and everything went to pot. Like if you know that the school holidays are coming up, and you know that in the past your business has just gone silent because school holidays, then put that, like how are you going to plan for that? If you don't want to drop the ball for school holidays, if you don't want your business to just you know, turn the lights off and walk away, turn the closed sign and go, what are you going to do so that that doesn't happen? Does that look like scheduling all of your social media and all of your emails in advance? So when the school holidays are happening, you're not at work, but no one knows because everything is still coming out as it should. Or do you know that, um, that you have a tendency to uh, skive off? Like for me, I know that by Friday afternoon, I'm just not into it anymore. I work like 12 hours, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday is like a six to eight. Friday, I'm baked. I got nothing. I'm going to work in the morning and then Friday afternoon, no, nah, it's garden or it's coffee with a friend or it's whatever. But sitting at the computer, no, I'm tanked. I know that about myself. So scheduling a whole bunch of stuff for me to go do on a Friday afternoon when I'm having a, you know, when I'm normal week working from home, not going to happen. So instead, uh, what I do is I blank that time out in my calendar as like break time, Amy, free time, go do whatever you like, buy new books, take a restorative, go to community yoga at Kyneton, go do something else, stay at home, potter in the garden, but I'm not scheduling work to be done at that time because that's not what works for me. So thinking about, you know, what you've got mapped out for yourself, what you need to uh, do, get done, action steps, right? Saraswati, we're taking action. How can you preempt things where you might be destabilized or where you may have a tendency to self-abandon? How can you preempt that? And what can you do to make sure that you don't? Can you protect your time in a different way? Can you, I mean, I, I remember um, there was a time when I was just starting my business and I had a house guest living here and um, because I was working from home, my house guest thought that I was just kind of always around for a chat, you know, hey, come out, talk to me, sit in the sun, what are you doing, why are you in there all the time, it's beautiful out here and we had to have the conversation that, you know, I, I love you and, I, I, and it's not that I don't want to talk to you but um, I'm at work now and while I don't go to an office, during the day between whatever, 9 and 12.30, I'm working and I can't come out and, and talk because I'm really committed to growing my business at that time. You know, is there someone in your life that needs to be reminded that, well, you know, I, I love you and I'd love to come watch a movie with you, but tonight I'm actually going to go do some work and it's not because I don't want to spend time with you, but I need to prioritise achieving these actions in my business to set me up for the workshop that's coming up in two weeks or whatever. Like what do, 
what, where do you anticipate you may need to exercise a little more discernment so that you can reach those qualitative and quantitative targets? What does that look like for you? What new boundaries do you need to set? Are there relationships that need to be wound down? Are there some potentially uncomfortable but affirming conversations that you need to have with people? Do you need to give yourself a bit of a talking to? Do you need to lighten up? Have you pushed yourself too hard and you need to actually schedule in self-care time? I want to hear it in the chat, folks. Like where is it in, in, in this quality of the swan separating the dis- discerning between yes and no, right and wrong, oil and water, what, knowing what you know about yourself and in the pursuit of your qualitative and quantitative goals, what are you going to preemptively plan for so that you can maintain those four or five qualities and generate success? Love to hear from you. Oh, my goodness, we're right on time. And, and um, you know, you don't have to, um, some of these can be quite confronting, right? Like, uh, yeah, I want to sort of think of a confronting one that's just so I can demonstrate vulnerability. Um, oh, I know, I have one where I just think that I'm capable of more contact time than I am. Than I am. So I'm an uh, empath, highly sensitive person. I need a lot of time <laughs> alone. And um, I'll get so excited about what I'm doing and um, I'll forget that I need a whole lot of time alone and I'll just schedule things like back to back to back to back. Yes, I can do coaching in the morning and yes, I'll go teach training in person and yes, we can go out for dinner with clients at night and then when I get home, I'm going to like record a podcast. I've got all this time, I've got energy. What I don't got is bandwidth for that much other people energy, that much of a time. I actually need alone time. So I know this about myself now and my tendency is still to pack too much into the schedule because I'm so excited and I love it, love serving and I love talking to people. Uh, But I can only do it when I've had like hermit time. I need to go back into the cave before I can come back out. That's something for me that I'm working on in 2019, making sure that there is solo time between people time so that when I am with people, it's really high vibe and I'm not, depleting myself in a way that's uh, going to erode those five conditions that I set for myself. Yeah, Bridget says, um, Bridget says, scheduling time for myself as well. Yeah, I love that for you. Yes, game changer. Laura says, I'm the same. Yeah, and I think, you know, because particularly if you're a capable person and you can do it, you know, you can push through it, um, we're particularly susceptible to it. It doesn't mean you should do it exactly, Laura. And for me, I, you know, getting the realisation that, like this morning, I can show up and be more present with all of you right now because I didn't do those other tasks this morning. I could have. I was up. I was awake. I was busy. I was, you know, my brain was working. But actually was in deeper service to me and my community to take a little bit more pause. It doesn't mean this is not lazy. This is not bludging. This is not skiving off. It's just making better energy investment choices. Yeah. Tioka says, I need to make sure I keep time to recharge physically. Yeah. And respect the time I set aside for planning. I love that one, Tioka, recognizing that the planning time can kind of get a bit squeezed out. 
I think <clears throat> that, that I think that's a powerful teaching. Just because I can stand up and do it off the cuff, doesn't mean that's how I desire to do it. Yes, love that. It's very powerful, isn't it? When you can see these things ahead of time, so that you can actually create the structure um, for yourself, the support system for yourself, so that they won't happen. Really good, love, love, love. Yeah. Awesome ladies. It's only, I think Richard's been left us. <laughs> only ladies remaining. Oh, Mel. Could be, could be either gender. Oh, Mel's. Mel's good name for either gender. Like I said, gender is boring. Okay, folks, here we go. That's the end of the workbook for today. I hope it's been useful to you. I want to hear some insights. And folks, if you're uh, listening on the podcast, DM me on Insta if you have enjoyed this training at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Uh, and if you're listening to the replay, just reply to the email that I've sent you useful not useful what did you learn what's new or different for you i'd love to hear from you folks on the here with me live what what you get for yourself here you know you showed up you sat with me for 90 minutes what's different for you now this is important um because again we need it's like shavasana at the end of practice you don't finish okay we've done the standing poses we've done the inversions and some back bends we've done some seated twists and forward bends oh, bye you do shavasana to assimilate it. So let's do that assimilation. Now, Chirpa says, I feel re-energized about starting this second month of 2019. Excellent. Love it, Chirpa. Bridget says, thank you so much, Amy. This was really helpful. I can't wait to sit down and really reflect on these questions. Excellent, Bridget. And do that thing of like plugging it in, making it real by committing time to it. Um, I love that. I love that. Great. Yes. Let this be, let these be tools, not just talkings you know <laughs> all right so folks um, i'm going to spend a little bit of time before i finish up talking about my signature program which is called growing your yoga biz and it's enrolling now and i have the, this is the first time i've announced that we have a brand new bonus launching today uh, which i want to talk to you about so if you're interested in the program stay with me i'm going to run you through it uh for a little bit next but before we do that if you are heading off if you feel complete for today, if you're already a GYYB grad and uh, you, you have all of it already, let's, as a community, collectively come to a point of conclusion. So come again to sit well. Close your eyes. And just... You know, take an energetic or a, 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 an energy tone, a feeling tone scan. What's different for you now? What's shifted in just 90 minutes because of this work that you've been doing for yourself? Call to mind that Sankalpa for 2019. Because now it's not simply a dream, but you have the tools and you're partway there of really making that map to the destination. When you press the go on your maps on your phone, you've got the steps. And if you work this process, you'll know exactly what to do. 
and when to do it so that you can express your creativity and pursue your passions and share deeply with your people while maintaining those four or five attributes that are so important to you and you showing up as your highest self. Let the prana of your eyes come forward. Great work, everybody. Thanks so much for being with me today. Like I said, I have some super exciting news to share with everybody, so I'm going to jump into that now. If you haven't heard, I have this incredible program. It's called Growing Your Yoga Business. It's my signature training program. It's a six-month journey with me and a group of awesome yoga teachers from around the world to really become skillful and empowered about being a business owner. The thing you don't realize, most of us don't realize when you decide to become a yoga teacher is that you've decided to become a small business owner. No one really told you that. No one really taught you that, at least not in your first 200 hours for most, <clears throat> not in your first 500 hours either. Good news, I've created a program for you. So if you want to go from being a yoga teaching hobbyist to an abundant yoga business owner, that's what this program is all about. Over six months, we go through eight modules of training that I've tried and tested now with four different groups, literally hundreds of yoga teachers have graduated from this program. Some of them have been with me here on the training today, and you'll see their, their success stories uh, all over my website. I'm so proud of them, as you could probably tell the way I rave about their good news. Uh, it works. It has a blend of training about the nuts and bolts, bolts pieces, so the shiver encoded stuff and the shakti encoded stuff, the mindset, the attitudinal steps, the belief systems that need to change. It's business training through a yoga lens. So if the idea of reading marketing books or going to your local business support network to, I don't even know what they do, eat bad chicken sandwiches and I don't know, like yawn and swap business cards doesn't really appeal to you. If you like getting your yoga nerd on while you learn about business, I lovingly invite you to check out the program. What we've just done today is gives you a little indication of how I believe that you can have an amazing yoga business that is prosperous, deeply fulfilling, deeply rewarding in service to your people and doesn't need to uh, you do not need to conduct yourself as anything other than a yogi. You can be a yogi in business. That's what I am so excited to offer people. That's what I like makes me jump out of bed in the morning, uh, teaching people this material and supporting them over six months to achieve abundant yoga businesses, know what that is, create what they need and go make it happen in the world. Laura says, it's amazing. Yes. Chega, who was talking about the Paris Prestige program that she's launched, is a graduate. <laughs> Laura is a graduate. Yes, it is amazing. You can check it out at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. It is enrolling right now, and I could talk for years about how much I love it. Probably faster for everybody to just go over, take a look at the page, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz, and you will see there what's included, what you can expect. You'll see truckloads of testimonials and videos and 
good love bar from people who have graduated and what they got out of being in the program. You know, people who have quit their corporate job, people who have um, uh, uh, st- like left studios, open studios, people who have started teaching online, people who are finally making more than a living wage being yoga teachers, people who are making six-figure salaries teaching yoga, uh, people who are still doing their were still doing their yoga teacher training and launched their business with all of the elements they needed right out of the gate so they didn't spend those years hustling and doing it um, but difficult. Laura says, I bought new yoga clothes <laughs> and I don't have sleepless nights anymore. I want to say that I'm equally excited about those, but I got to say I am more excited about not having sleepless nights anymore. Excellent, Laura. So excited for you. So like I said, GYYB, it's a killer program. If you recognize that, in fact, you're missing some pieces about what it takes to be a business owner and you want to get those for yourself in a way that is aligned with your values, using language that resonates for you with a group of other yoga teachers who are inspired and inspiring, please go and check out the program. Registrations do close on the 17th of February. But for the next week, I've got a super exciting bonus that I want to tell you about. So if you sign up in the next week, you will get yourself this. Never done this bonus before. So first up, you'll get access to my Create Your Yoga website program. Yesterday at the Abundant Yoga Teacher Immersion in Melbourne, room full of yoga teachers, only half of them had websites and half of that half had shitty websites. So if it's time for you to get a great online presence where people can go buy things from you, know who you are, receive your free content, you'll want to get that free training program. So you get that as a bonus. You'll get my Facebook ads masterclass as a bonus. If you're freaked out about the idea of using Facebook ads, if it all seems too hard, or if you don't believe how powerful it is, you need that masterclass. That's me teaching you how to make Facebook ads for your yoga classes. If you want to call in new students, you want to know how, it's called Facebook. I'm going to teach you how to do it. You get that as a bonus. And this is a brand new masterclass. You get access to it live. I've never taught it before and I'm so excited. Well, I have taught it before. I taught it during the retreat on Thailand, in Thailand last week but I've never taught it virtually before. It's going to be great. It's a brand new masterclass about creating content. How do you make great free resources and content for your community in a way where you make one thing once and you get like 12 different things that you can share. So in that masterclass, I'm going to teach you how to make downloadable videos, how to make eBooks, how to repurpose your eBooks and your videos so that you can share them across all of your social media platforms. If you know you would love to be giving more, but the idea of making more and and generating more stuff kind of overwhelms you, or if you know that you're probably not showing up at your highest level on Facebook and Instagram, or if you would love to have a freebie opt-in to get people to sign up to your mailing list, you're going to want to take this masterclass and you'll get that free uh, yoga content creation masterclass. You'll get that as well as a bonus if you sign up for GYYB in the next seven days. So let me recap. GYYB. It's awesome. It's the business training you didn't get in your YTT that you need to go from uh, yoga teaching hobbyist to abundant yoga business owner. And if you sign up in the next week, you'll also receive my how to build a yoga website e-course only 200 bucks, my Facebook ads masterclass and this yoga content creation masterclass, which is brand new. I'm so excited about it. All of that together is like 300 bucks of extra value training resources. Jai bonus. You want to go get it, check it out at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash 
growing your yoga business. If you have any questions about the program, if you want to jump on Skype and talk to me about it, uh, just reach out. Send me an email at uh, amy at amymcdonald.com.au or DM me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. More than happy to jump on the phone or on Skype with you to talk about it. Uh, it's got to feel like a great fit for you. Um, the community that forms over the duration of GYYB is powerful. You'll make yoga teaching buddies, I suspect, like for life, at least not, at least, you know, a year. If you're looking to have colleagues all over the world and colleagues who aren't going to snark about you or judge you or be bitchy behind your back and all of the horrible things that unfortunately seem to be prevalent in yoga teacher land, uh, you want to be part of this gang. So I want to make sure that it's the right fit for you. I want you to feel really confident about jumping into the program. Let's connect if, uh, if you would like to. If you already know that this could be the ticket to get you out of struggle and into abundance, confidence, out of overwhelm and into systems thinking in a way that feels joyful and creative, go sign up in the next seven days so that I can send you some very very cool bonuses, the collection of bonuses I've never offered before, but I think altogether, like, let's just give you a little bit of, it's like a little bit of Kabbalah Bharti for your, you know, uh, if, if, if GYYB is uh, <laughs> um, Ujjayi Pranya, this free bonus is going to be a little bit of Kabbalah Bharti, breath of fire for all of you Kundalini people, that you'll need to really take you to the best place in your yoga business, crush your goals in 2019, but way more importantly, serve the people who need what only you have to offer. Check it out, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga beers. Thanks everybody for being here with me on this training. I hope it's been useful. I'd love to hear from you what you get, what was useful, what could I do better? Share, hit me up, love me some feedback. Have a great day. Everybody who I'm going to see in Perth tomorrow, see you then. Everyone who I'm going to see in Brisbane on Tuesday and Sydney on Thursday, can't wait. We're going to have such a good time. Bridget says, thank you. Good night and abundance to all. You too. Bridget, Laura says, that sounds great. Yeah, Laura, you can just get the, if you've already done GYYB, you'll be able to just get the content masterclass. You, you know, you'll be able to sign up for that, but you'll have to pay for it, folks. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Take deep care. See you. Well, there you have it, folks. Another Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast. I hope you thought it was ace. I kind of did. Again, if you're looking to grow your yoga business this year, I lovingly invite you to check out my six-month group training program, Growing Your Yoga Biz. You can find it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Till next time.